I am Barrington Brennan, counseling psychologist and marriage and family therapist with your daily relationship nugget. Far too often I meet couples who are getting married without having sufficient time to know each other or to develop a meaningful relationship before marriage. They feel love is enough and that's all they need. Love, love, love. Is love enough? The reality is that they are sexually involved and sex is always sweet, even if the hearts are not sweet. It's difficult to distinguish the difference if we are moving too fast or getting sexually involved. Rushing into marriage is a recipe for disaster. There are some people who get married quickly because they do not want to have sex before marriage, but they are so sexually hot, they rush into marriage just to have legal sex. The problem is, sex does not prove you love each other or that love will last. It only proves one thing. Your sex organs are working. And however, it does not prove that they will continue to work after marriage. And that's very serious. Both of these extremes are dangerous. Rushing to avoid prematurely being involved are dangerous. This is why you must make friends with time. Time is most important ingredient in a healthy relationship, an embodying relationship. One of my favorite authors, Ellen G. White, says this in Making a Balance Between the Two. She says, make haste slowly. And I love that statement. Make haste slowly. So don't move too slow and don't go too fast. How much time a couple really needs before getting married? That's an important question. Several years ago, I shared from the time a couple can say they are seriously in love to the time of marriage, it should be at least one year. It is even better when the courtship lasts about 18 months to two years, which includes an engagement period of about six months to one year. Why would I say at least one year? Both individuals in a romantic relationship need to know about each other's personal values, family traditions and rituals, along with cultural differences. I have observed that the best way for this to happen is to allow at least one calendar year for the relationship. This would permit individuals to know each other's expectations and practices during birthdays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, summer, and winter vocations. One can be as smart as Voltaire or as talkative as Jerry Lewis, but unless these events and rituals are experienced together before marriage, an unwise decision might be made. You might discover irreconcilable differences too late. In addition, this time would test the effort of disappointment, tension, arguments, opposition, sadness and joy, forgiveness, unconditional love and the onset of uncontrollable desires. Do not cut yourself short of the joys of courtship. Enjoy the thrills of loving someone before you say, I do. And let me repeat that. Enjoy the thrills of loving someone before you say, I do. In other words, one would want some fundamental questions answered before the final decision is made. Questions like, what are some of the social activities of my friends like to do? How does my friend entertain him or herself?
Do they seriously conflict with my own views and practices of social entertainment? Why are my friends' family looking at me that way? And what are they expecting of me? Am I expected to attend every Christmas dinner, every birthday party, every Thanksgiving dinner, no matter what? There are many more questions about finances and family size and the views of your partner and the outlook of your partner. I could present here plenty of them, but the space would not allow. Some of these you can only talk about, but there are others you must have the time to experience together. That's important. A very common thing couples do is living together long before there is an understanding about each other or the relationship. This is a big mistake. After meeting each other on Tuesday, by Monday the next week or the end of the month, they are living together. They start living like married couples, but they are not married. It is a very confusing situation. Research tells us that cohabiting couples or persons who cohabit before marriage, is not really better than those who wait. Their relationships are not necessarily happier or even healthier. More so, living together too soon in the unmarried relationship distorts the possibility of making an objective decision about the relationship. Sometimes females view the relationship differently than the men and get jealous when he talks to other women. Still, there are some women having sex for the first time thinking it will be a long, permanent relationship. When things go terrible in the relationships, she is depressed and troubled because she does not want to have sex with another person. Her dreams are shattered. On the other hand, he does not understand what problem it is all about. And I wish more of our single young people and older persons who have taken the time to have a relationship would move slowly to understand each other. You have nothing to lose. If you like what writer Paul Hudson says in his article in defense of taking it slow, why shouldn't you rush into love? He writes... It's not a race. I know that this person is the only thing that you want. He or she is all you think about and yearn for. That's a good sign. But take it slow, the writer says. He continues, if you treat love like a race, you are treating it like something that can be won and owned. If you treat love like a race, then there must be a finish line. And then what? You're on to the next race. Love is something that needs to be maintained and constantly recreated. A race always has a winner and a loser. Love is different. In love, you win and lose together. Love shouldn't be rushed because it is not an end goal in mind. Love is not a game. It is not a race. It's not a collectible. Love is life. It's not meant to be kept in your pocket. It's meant to be lived. Don't rush. Just do. End of quote. This has been your daily relationship nugget. I'm Barrington Brennan, keeping a smile on your heart.